Hello and welcome to the So You're Going to Be a Dad podcast uh, with me, Jordan Malloy, and I am joined uh, with my co-host and the inspiration for this podcast, uh, <laughs> Piers Gerber. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be a dad. Um, I mean, I said that like it's my job title, didn't I? Like... <laughs> a little bit, but it's fine. You are going to be a dad. Congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I found out in um, end of early March, I think, so basically at the start of lockdown, um, that I'm going to be a dad. And yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster since. Obviously, the lockdown has sort of not helped necessarily. Um, but I say not helped, it, it has helped. But also, it's one of those things that you obviously want to have to share that moment with your friends rather than have to tell them over like, you know, video calls and stuff. But um, I mean, still, I can, you know, the, the shift into dad mode is is, is happening. So yeah so yes you are the inspiration you're going to be a dad um don't worry mum I'm not going to be a dad just yet <laughs> but hopefully one day do you imagine if that was how you told him like just like oh listen to this new podcast I'm doing <laughs> so should we tell people what this podcast is going to be about the idea behind it basically, basically we this this podcast is supposed to be a safe space for dads <laughs> to moan to vent to um no hopefully this is going to be an informative podcast to for, you know for dads to be um, which is the category that I fall into. Um, and I looked when my girlfriend told me she's pregnant, like I looked for podcasts, which I felt sort of spoke to me or that I could connect with and, you know, learn from and also just have a laugh with. And I couldn't really find any that, which I felt, um, well, just, I don't know, just sort of right that, you know, the tone were right. Um, so yeah, we just sort of come together and thought, why not make one? So we want it to be hopefully if you're listening to this you come away with like at least one or two nuggets of disclaimer i don't know we have no idea yeah. um i'm not even gonna be a dad but <laughs> so we are you don't even know why we're doing it do we? no basically i think the idea was that the i came to you with the idea because you said you said to me oh i've looked for a podcast for becoming a dad which i think for people our age it's quite like a natural I did, you know, natural thing to do to look for a podcast when you want to do something or learn something about something. Um, is, and yeah. when you couldn't find one, I said, well, why don't we make one so that in the future people, you know, like us who are um, young men can sort of go and find it and, and sort of follow our journey and hopefully pick up a few useful tips. Well, I thought also with the age bracket, because um, I'm approaching 29 and I think that with our generation, um, it's quite a funny one, isn't it? Because I don't know if you've got any friends which are our age that have kids, but I don't, I've got friends that maybe had kids, you know, when they were, you know, 18 or something, college age. And then there's this massive gap. And then it sort of happens in your early 30s, maybe when it's, you know, you ticked off certain milestones, like you bought a house or things like that. So I think when I was searching for podcasts, that was one thing I didn't connect with was the age of the people doing the podcasts. Um, they all felt like sort of dads in their late thirties that were, you know, doing this for like a second revenue stream. Um, and it didn't, I don't know, maybe they felt too serious. I don't know. Yeah. I guess this podcast, I mean, if you are an older dad and you want to listen just <laughs> at how bad uh, we are at this, that's fine. Um, but we're sort of aiming, aren't we, for like a, you know, young fathers, like young fathers to be, or just young men who are sort of interested in uh, listening to two blokes um, chat about <laughs> one of them becoming a dad. Um <laughs> It's, and also, I think for you as well, you sort of have had to go through sort of like the early stages of pregnancy through a global pandemic and lockdown. Um, so you haven't had much opportunity to sort of meet other dads to be, have you really? Bro, I haven't met any dads to be. 
many. If there's any dads to be out there that want to get in touch, please do. Biz is after. I'm an Arsenal friends. fan. Um, I won't say I like all music, but I like hip hop. I like house music. Um, Long walks, walks on the beach. Yeah. So any dads out there that are looking for someone to connect with in Southwest London, then hit me up. No, but seriously, um, it, maybe other people are in the same boat. And if you are, then this might be a nice thing to you to listen to. Um, so you feel like you're not alone in it. Um, we should probably um, talk about how we know each other as well, because uh, people don't know that. So we met working on first dates. So we both work in TV, both producers. Um, and we worked on first dates, the Channel 4 dating show. And we've worked on it a few times, but we it was my first time working on it when I met you, which was... 2015 16 then we started playing five aside together for work yeah that was good yeah five aside um and that was it wasn't it sort of friendship from there and then how long have we known each other now three four years four yeah yeah four years almost five four years four years and i guess like (laughs) for me as well what, what i find weird about doing this is when I met you, if someone said, oh, now we'll be doing a podcast about you becoming a dad, <laughs> I would have laughed. And um, also, I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that you are going to be a dad. Like, even when I tell people now, I'm still like, oh, Piers is going to be a dad. And then I sort of have like a moment of realisation myself that, that like my friend is going to be a dad. I don't know, because I think you sort of see your mates as your mates. And then because you've not, I have not known you as a dad, but I have this image of you. It's like, yeah, like you say, like five aside. Um, go to watch football, uh, drink at the pub. And now all of a sudden I'm going to think, oh, you're going to be like a, a dad. I think it is because you're not the first person to have said that. But I think it is partly my personality <laughs> in it. That like in my friendship, you'll just call it what it is, isn't it? In my friendship group, I think my friends are a bit like, he's the one that's had a kid first. And it's like, although I've been, you know, been my girl for a while, but I still think they're a bit like, I was the liability sometimes in the group. And so <laughs> when I make a little milestone... I think they're looking, you know, at their partners thinking, God, I'm, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Is there, is any truth in that? There is a bit of truth in that, I think. What, have other people said the same thing then? Well, yeah, I suppose all like positive, but like, oh my God, like you're going to be a dad. Like there's emphasis on the you're like, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, <laughs> isn't it? But <laughs> Do you ever get moments of like realisation though? Yeah, all the time, man. Me, like sometimes like, like me, I'm thinking me, I'm going to be the dad, like. Because I'm, I'm an only child, so I haven't even looked after, like, anybody but myself, ever. Sometimes now, if I see a couple with... You know, whenever I see dads wearing those... I think they're stupid, but, I mean, I might be in one in a few months. But those little harness things that they wear, like, with the baby... You know, like, in the Hangover film, you've got, like, the baby on your, like, chest or whatever. I think that's... A papoose. What are they called? A papoose. A papoose. Okay. Well, those things, whatever they are, I think they're hideous, but... When I look at those and I see, like, you can tell what a dad looks like in it. They're just, like, from the way they dress or you can just spot a dad a mile away, even if they're not with the kid. And sometimes I look at that and, and then I find that maybe I'm more, like, aware of a dad because I'm going to be one. And then, but, like, I'll look first and then I think, oh, that was, that's going to be me, like, in a few months. What do you mean you can tell by way of dad dressing? Because, well, you know, like, um, there's a particular way that, like, a dad carries themselves in it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can always tell. Maybe some of my uncles and stuff. But even, I mean, we were on the green the other day. Um, and with Katia, I was basically playing this game. I was just playing, like, spot the dad in it. And, no, I was saying spot the dad and spot the single man. Basically, I mean, I invent these things. I don't know why. Um, but I love people watching in it. So... There was a guy, it was probably about 25 degrees. There was a guy that was wearing jeans and a vest. 
and they had these horrible tribal tattoos. And I was like, right, he's obviously single. And then the dads that are like the family man, they're just wearing the same like chino shorts could be they come in a salmon or like a sort of the greeny blue mix or the, you know what I'm trying to mean? Or like the great, the stone gray color. Like they've always got quite like the chino bottom and then maybe like a new balance or a particular gazelle, Adidas gazelle, all sort of dad trainers. And then like a t-shirt with a print on it, maybe like a vinyl or rolling stones or something. You're like, these are, this is just the dad outfit. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes with like, not a fedora, but the, like the straw hat as well, the MNS do. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah this is another thing we're going to do with this podcast hopefully uh peers won't descend into a uh, blue harbor sort of shopper clothing <laughs> brand so what we're thinking of doing every week is giving <laughs> is giving you um every every episode giving you um recommendations of cool uh clothing brands uh music that we're listening to uh books we're reading um or tv we're watching um, so tell me about finding out then. Like, obviously, that we should probably start there. If you had to pick five moments in a man's life that are like, you know, particularly poignant, that's got to be up there. I mean, the closest, biggest thing was probably like passing my driving test. So I can't think of anything that was remotely. Because <laughs> I passed the first time. But that's not that can't be in your top five moments as a man. Yeah, but I didn't know how to uh, parallel. I don't know how to parallel park. Well, how did you pass your test? Well, I didn't have, because my, basically my instructor told me that I wouldn't have to parallel park because my test centre, um, you just don't have to do it. He told me you don't have to do it. And we would teach you, uh, he was teaching me how to, to bay park. And then we had an argument in Tesco in a car park. And I got out of the car and walked off. And then he just sort of said, I said, you know what, I don't want to learn this anymore. And you said I don't have to do it at the test centre anyway. He was like, fine, it's your time. So I just, I've never learned how to parallel park. Um so I think when I passed, I was just quite... Also, I stalled leaving the test centre. So I think when I found out I passed, I was quite excited. <laughs> I've been practising. I'm in, I'm in the Fiat 500. I've been practising. But um, yeah, sorry. So how did I find out? So I so I think it was back in end of Feb. No, early March. I should really know the day as well. That's bad. Um, and I went to a friend's leaving drinks in West Hampstead. And basically, he's moved. he moved to Bali. Um, and then the lockdown obviously started, so he's had to move back. But he was having some leaving drinks. Um, and I was like the youngest, I was the youngest, I was the oldest one there, I think. Um, so I just left early at about 12.30. Maybe it was like the subconscious dad in me just preparing for like, I don't know, like the fear of doom or something. Like you had too much fun, time to get home. So um, left after a few hours and then I was on the, the train platform and I FaceTimed my girlfriend. Um, and I was obviously, I was pissed, but... Um, I just remember there was like a weird, it was just a weird sort of vibe from her, in it? And she was in the bath, I think, and she was watching like Sopranos or The Wire or something, catching up on something. And I was like, oh, have you watched it or whatever? And I just remember, I didn't remember asking, I was like, well, you're right. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was thinking, and she seemed like way too awake for like half 12 in the bath sort of thing. And um, anyway, and then she didn't, yeah, she said nothing was wrong. Because obviously also, also I've told her I'm on my way back. So she's obviously thinking, this is serious, but actually he's he's called me and he's on his way back. So she's probably thinking, he, you know, I will be able to share this news soon. Yeah, so then got home and then as soon as I come through the door, um, I remember she was like in the living room, sat down and um, she stood up and then uh, she said, come and like, come sit down sort of thing. So I was like, okay. And I thought that was weird, obviously, you know, and then just basically from behind their back, she just pulled out like a handful of um, pregnancy tests it was must because I think you get two in the pack and I think she'd bought two packs or three packs there was there were a lot like enough for a handful 
and she's went, I'm pregnant, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I don't remember what my response was, but I remember I stood up instantly and I just, I don't think I even took my jacket off over and I was just like, whoa. And I remember I put like hands in the back of head, like just like walking around the living room, like, whoa, like this is serious, isn't it? <laughs> serious news, man. Um, I can't even remember what I said. I think like amongst, I was talking to myself, I was like murmuring and stuff. Like what? what you like, saying? I think I was murmuring, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a dad. Like, oh, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, my God. I was, like, kept saying, like, oh, my God, as well. And then and then also I was trying to reassure her. I probably wasn't reassuring anything. But I was like, every so often I go, like, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. Of course we're keeping it. And she's just, like, nodded at me. Um, and I can't really remember because the next sort of hour was a blur. But I remember I was sweeping up in the kitchen at some point. I don't know why. Again, what time is this? Probably two o'clock. I think I poured a whiskey though. I did pour like a little whiskey on the rocks. I don't know if that was to take the edge off or that was the dad in me as well. Just like, right, you know, answer all problems of whiskey like they do in the films. I found out you're going to be a dad 2am in the morning, sweeping up, sipping whiskey. <laughs> I was sweeping up, yeah, sweeping up in the kitchen. Um, and then I remember like, I also remembered that I'd bought a candle on the way back from the gym earlier that day from Pound Shop. I don't know why. Um, and a feather duster as well, just to get behind the radiator. <laughs> so I remember that these were in my bag. And then I also, for some reason, like the pregnancy reminded me of that. So I was like, oh yeah, there's also, there's a feather duster and a candle in the bag. She was like, can you just, just sit down? She didn't say like, control yourself, but she was a bit stern basically. Thinking you're not handling this very well. You're not well, are you? You weren't well by the sound. <laughs> I just didn't have the answers, man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was a surprise i mean we we had been talking about having kids like for the last you know 18 months um and i think we kind of like i don't know if other couples do this but we kind of didn't put it off but we would talk about it as if it's something in the the near distant future which we didn't need to talk about now basically and like we would still talk about it a little bit like not in depth, but say like, oh, you know, we'd love to be, I'd love to be a parent by the time I'm 31 or something. Or, And also we didn't really do the thing where we were like, because we still rent, but we didn't do the thing where we thought we need to have a house, we need to have this and that. And I know that's a personal preference, but I also think that sometimes, you know, my mum had me at 18 and mm. it's not, you know, it's not always going to be like the ideal situation. And also what is the ideal situation? I think a big part of it is if you're in a relationship and you two love each other, that is, I don't want to be like cheesy, that like love conquers all, but that's a a big, you know, a big factor basically in any sort of decision. So, um, so it was a surprise, but also it was like a welcomed one, I suppose. Although at that very moment, I mean, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't count backwards from five, I don't think, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair play to you as well. Like, was he so exciting but it must have come out like sort of blindsided you as well so I was smiling from ear to ear I was I was like let's get it right I was I was I was shocked but I was overwhelmed like overwhelmed with excitement yeah so how are you um how are you feeling about becoming a dad then oh man I'm, I'm counting down the days man and I think I mean no I'm, I would be excited regardless but I think lockdown has made it lockdown's been so sort of crap and we've had to really stay in and abide by everything you know and we go out we've seen friends a couple of times but not getting on any tubes um not you know not going out shopping or anything like that so it has been tough in that respect and also I'm working from home so you know she sort of doesn't have me although I'm in the house I'm not available basically for 40 hours a week while she's pregnant so it's not ideal but 
we also just know, like, not even in the back of our minds, but we know that this is all going to be worth it. So, yeah, I, I'm so excited, man. What kind of dad do you want to be? I want to be that dad where, like, at parents' evening, after when he goes back in the next day, I'm so I'm having a boy, by the way. When he goes in the next day, they go like, "Oh, your dad's cool, man." <laughs> what? What? I got a question for you, isn't it? What kind of dad do you think I'll be? I think you'll be a cool dad. I also think like I know you look after your cousins from from time to time as well, and you absolutely love it. So I just think you're gonna you're gonna completely sort of um, fall in love with being a dad. Mm. But also, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be cool, but I'm gonna be stern as well. Do you know what I mean? So what's changed? What's changed for you since you found out you're gonna be the dad? Then like, what's what have you started noticing that? Actually, you know what? My godfather told me this, actually. So my godfather, Sharky, he, you probably hear me mention him quite a lot on this podcast. But um, so one thing my godfather told me, and this was because I went for dinner with him maybe like two, like two weeks after I found out that she was, that my girlfriend's pregnant. And he said to me, like, one bit of advice I got to give you is everybody is going to give you advice. Like everyone's going to tell you what to do, what you should be doing like how they would do it and they'll look down on how you do it like whether you breastfeed or you use formula or if you have um if you have a natural birth or whatever or like just whatever what buggy you buy everyone wants to give you information and that was that's been like the best advice I've had so far because everybody tries to tell you what to do it's like the minute you're going to have a baby you're suddenly like everyone's property everyone just tries to chip in like even my shopkeeper jazz great guy but he just he was started telling me and he hasn't got kids he was telling me about like, oh, what you need to do is so-and-so and so-and-so. And I think the reason why I told him, well, I mean, I'm close to him anyway, but funny enough, he was probably someone that I told quite early on as well, like maybe more than some family. But um, um, when Katia was first pregnant, like she had really bad morning sickness and the thing that helped with that was sweets. So basically I was buying like, and also because of the lockdown, whenever I went to the shop, it was like SOS. So I was buying like sometimes eight packs of Tang Fast Sticks at the, at the same time, like just a little, like a care pack. And I was running back. So I eventually told him like she was pregnant and stuff. And he was like, you need to be doing this. I can't remember even what the advice was. Tell, you know, you can show I was listening, but he was just giving me advice. I was thinking, Jazz, like you're my shopkeeper. Like you sell like loose cigarettes and like all these little, you know, little wheeler dealer. Don't give me advice like on how to be a dad. Um, <laughs> even, um, Katia's um the that her mum's dog walker the woman who looks after the dogs she Katia was speaking to her the other day and this is before we found out the sex and she was like she went um like oh if that was me and she hasn't got any kids and she was like if that was me I wouldn't want to find out especially for my first one and then like I could hear like she was on last week and I could hear sort of she's kept going on and Katya was like oh well you know we're just excited and I just basically snatched the phone and I was like listen Sue like <laughs> if you I said, I said basically we want to find out yeah I was polite but I was also like I need to you know put my foot down here so I said I said we're really excited in it and I'm really excited I need to know you know what this is just so I can stop calling it um and also just to give it a bit of a persona so i said you know so we we're keen to know well i wouldn't want to know i said fine sue when we find out we're not going to tell you is that all right yeah she went well well you, like, no i wouldn't mind if you don't tell me and i thought yeah you can see it she's dying to <laughs> sit down sue. um but i guess i guess it must be annoying but kind of nice that people want to help out because like where do you learn that stuff comes from a loving place it comes from a loving place man it comes from a loving place um and also, I suppose as well, I mean, for me, like for anyone that also knows me, and again, back to what you, you know, I was, I was almost implying that you're a little bit shocked that I was having a kid. 
Um, but I think also people just want to make sure that you're like equipped to do a good job. I suppose it's a it's a hef- it's a heavy thing. You don't know that until you're in it. You don't know how big, you know, it is unless you know maybe if you um, again I'm an only child, but maybe if you grew up and your mum had a child when you were maybe a teenager, you might understand what it's like. But I didn't. It's a baptism of fire for me. Yeah. So, um, so it comes from a loving place, but also you, you are a bit like please shut up. Isn't it? It's like you when you give me fantasy football advice, isn't it? I'm like, I can't even see you down the table. So I mean, <laughs> that is that is so below the belt, chucking right. that in off the back of that. Um, um, but it is quite a unique, it is quite a unique journey for you as well. Obviously, with your upbringing, like we you sort of mentioned to me the other day. Yeah, man. So I mean, I um, I lost my dad when I was eight. So he was he was only 29 when he died, which also again makes it a little bit more significant that I'm going to turn 29 just before we have, have a boy. Um, which for me, I don't know if it really means anything to anyone else, but for me, it sort of symbolizes like new life and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So yeah, just grew up with just my mum, And then um, I've got an auntie who's five years older than me, but we were basically like siblings, like incredibly close. Um, I actually think like they probably thought I was going to be gay when I was younger and it, I think they did in it. I don't know why. Well, because I used to sing a lot of brandy and I used to sing like, because also in the summer holidays, if I wanted to like do something and mum's at work, I had to chill with my auntie because she was sort of babysitting me. So she'd be 13, I'd be eight. And if she went to her friends and they were just listening to TLC, I just had to go or I would stay with my nan. So then sometimes they'd be reading the lyrics from the booklet and stuff. And I'm just like, they're singing along. And I'm like, and also one of the girls was quite fit, but then I was like eight. So I just was happy just to be in that environment, isn't it? I suppose I've just realized that growing up with just my mum or like just females around, um, which is great. And it's also an incredibly common thing because I think that, you know, uh, I don't know why, but mothers are just better, you know, holding stuff down than, than, than fathers are. But I didn't have any sort of male role model in my life, probably until I was maybe a teenager. And like I was close to my granddad, my dad's dad. Um, but also when you're, you know, up until the age of sort of 14, when you're in school, you can, you can, you know, you have friends, you go to see your friends on the weekends, whatever. But until then, you're pretty much like housebound, singing brandy with your, your auntie. But um, yeah, where I didn't have that male role model, I think that that was probably something that I craved, but maybe I didn't even know I craved it. And um, I suppose I didn't have a blueprint. I don't have the blueprint on how to be a father because I have maybe haven't experienced what that is like you know what a good father is like if that makes sense um and I also have to be delicate because like I've had a a, you know I've got a great granddad um I've got my godfather's amazing as well but I suppose I appreciated them in my later teens but when I was young I just didn't have that and I, I even knew when I would go to my uncle's house and stuff I would sort of try and mimic what they do or how they speak or things that they wore or you know things like that because that was where I was sort of searching for that male guidance, I suppose. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know, what, what, are your, what are your memories of like you maybe being impressed by your dad? Or I grew up with my mum and my dad and my parents got divorced when I was God, like nine. So I had an image of my dad, like probably up to the same age as, as you did. And then um, obviously still got my dad now and we're, we're really close. And then I pick up things from him, like things that he does or... Um, the way he goes about doing things and then I have my stepdad who's like amazing who's come into my life and um, sort of helped um, bring up me and my brothers and like I picked up things from him I like the way he sort of does things or 
he, he I, like he, he'll do stuff like mm. he'll just give you like a little saying and I, and I know your godfather <laughs> does it and and he'll be like you know just a little turn of phrase or something or you know you don't do this you need to do it like this or just even teaching you like practical things like you just sort of soak it up without realizing I think yeah that's what I mean it's quite hard to explain because yeah and, and and that's the thing I suppose maybe why we're both struggling is because we we recognize these things in our adult life but at the time I can't remember why I was drawn to certain things if that makes sense definitely um so yeah I suppose I just, I just want to be a cool dad you know what I mean I want to I've learned a lot of you know I've, I've had to learn a lot of things the hard way um in life but I also have had a lot of fun in my upbringing and I think that that is what I want to bring to the forefront you know what I mean it's like I want my child to have the best upbringing so yeah man yeah absolutely mate and I think that's great and I think you hit the nail on the head there with your um when you sort of said I don't have the blueprint for becoming a dad that's what this podcast is all about um we are hoping um to sort of chart your journey of becoming a dad and, and finding that blueprint um and what we really hope to do through this hopefully you've enjoyed listening today if you have um, please stick with us. What we are hoping to do um, is be relatable for young men uh, like yourself who are going to become a dad, um, or maybe they're just young men who are interested in in what that process might be like and how they might feel. Um, if you've related to listening to Piers talk about um, Sue the dog walker, or you know everyone giving him advice, or how he how he reacted to finding out. Um, that he was going to be a dad sort of pacing around the living room that's great and that's exactly uh what this podcast is going to be all about it's for uh sort of guys who are going through this maybe now or in the future um to be able to to relate to the things that you're feeling um thanks so much uh for listening we will be back every month with a podcast um where we will feature different guests who sort of help uh, us to learn um, what it is like to become a dad uh, and give peers that sort of knowledge that that he's going to need love that also one last thing cause all, all good podcasts say this but please leave us a little rating um five star <clears throat> you know they used to say that and you know the early days of uber they go <clears throat> five star um uh, and any feedback <laughs> yeah let us know with any feedback you got of things that we've done badly that we can improve uh and if there's anything you like let us know uh that's it right see you next time peace <laughs>